0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. Using safe, predictable trading strategy, I like to call dividend capturing, or some covered calls, or maybe even a little bit of a spread trade. All very simple trades. Nothing too complex. Now, the main objective is for us to obtain a 1% return per week. Now, depending on how large your goal is or what it is you're looking to to achieve should depict how much time and effort you put into it. The more time and effort you put into your trading, the better you get it, the more money you can make. But then again, you have to take a look at how much time and effort do you want to spend trading as opposed to just plain old uh, investing? Investing, you just buy it and hold on to it. Now, we're using that strategy, <clears throat> kind of the buy and hold type strategy, but we're using the buy and hold stocks, like the big blue chip stocks, and then what we're doing is that we're, we're trading them. Okay, Because what we're looking to gain is is the is the dividend, okay, so if we gain a dividend off of each one of the one of the high quality companies, now it depends on how you qualify a high quality company me i I just do the I do the simple, easy way. you know I do the dividend aristocrats, the dividend kings, and the dividend champions, okay? or is it the dividend challenges? I don't know, one of those either way. These are companies that have been in business for a very, very long time. They have historical performance behind them. And they all, every single one of them, has increased their dividend payments to their shareholders for a minimum of 25 years. That's it. That's my only criteria. The company has consistently increased its dividend payments to its shareholders for a minimum of 25 years. My favorite gonna have to be the dividend kings. Now they have increased their payments to their shareholders for a minimum of 50 years, some as high as 66, 67 years, in a row, every single year, more and more and more. So the absolute, absolute, absolute worst case scenario, you end up with a company that has been in business for over 50 years, maybe even over 100 years. Coca-Cola, uh, Procter and Gamble. Uh, <clears throat> At, no, not AT T. That's not. They're not a dividend king. Um, genuine parts, uh, Nords Nordson, Nordson. I think it is. Yeah. Well, anyway, there's plenty. I think there's 24 companies that have increased their dividends every single year for a minimum of 20, about 50 years. Now, if you just invest in those, you buy the stock, collect the dividend, sell for a profit, or sell for the same amount that you paid for it. This way you're collecting the dividend. And you do this every 90 days. So you're buying uh, Coca-Cola on the um, the the third month of the first quarter, the third month of the second quarter, the third month of the third quarter, and the third month of the fourth quarter. See, we're in the third month of the fourth quarter, and guess what? I have Coca-Cola. I bought it specifically because they got their dividend coming up in uh, actually in a week cuz i bought this last week okay so i bought it 2 weeks prior to the e, to the ex date which is usually one date before the date of record which if you guys don't know the four dates there are four important dates you need to remember when you're trading or investing with dividend stocks there's the announcement date self explanatory there's the ex date Now, the EX date is the last day the stock trades before the dividend is paid out. And it usually comes just a day or two before the third important date. That is the date of record. Out of all the dates, that is the most important one. Reason being, if you own that stock on that day, Which means you are the registered owner of that stock. Your name gets put into a little register and boom, you get a dividend check. The date of record. That's it. The date of record is the most important date. The fourth and final date, which is really irrelevant, but some of you people might want to be interested in that one. The fourth date is the payment date, when you actually get your check. Some pay right away, some take about a week or two to get the check either you know, electronically transferred or send you to the mail or send it to your brokerage account. However they pay you, that's the fourth date. Okay, all that being said, let's see where we are, see where we're going and see what's happening. From the overall looks of it, it don't look good, but let's go through the exercise so you know Um, Friday, apparently there was some kind of a correction and lots of stuff went down Okay, some stuff even continued to go down today and yesterday but, who knows maybe it's the market correction that we've all been fearing because the market can't continuously go up all the time maybe it can maybe it can't who knows honestly who knows? All right, so let's jump in, see where we are. We got our five positions that we took over from yesterday. The CINF, which I'm not going to go into because that is a uh, a monthly dividend stock, monthly option ball dividend stock. It is a Dividend King. Okay. Now, I'm actually due to collect dividends on this, I think, next week or the week after before the option expires see we own the stock and I saw the covered call against it and I gained I think uh, I think two percent but that's two percent for the month okay because that's only a half a percent per week. Now remember we're trying to do invest for weekly and monthly cash flow. My objective is one percent per week. So CINF came in short of the 1% per week. It only came in for half a percent per week. But I thought it was gonna jump up and hit my target, but it didn't. Okay, so I bought it uh, I think at 113 123. Okay, so we bought it back um, on um, August, I mean oh, August thirtieth. So we collected the um third quarters dividend and we're up to collect the um, fourth quarters dividend that's two dividends so it's eight yeah so eight nine ten eleven okay so we collected two we're gonna collect two dividends and four premiums okay that's not bad bought it for one twenty three. We're collecting whatever the dividend is. I forget what it is. (laughs) Um, And that's per share. All right. And we don't even have that many. We only have 200 shares. Okay. So 200 shares is not a whole heck of a lot. But anyway, needless to say, we collected the dividend once. We're going to collect it again before the option expires. Okay. Then we are going to. Yeah, it's on the 17th. It expires on the 17th. Hopefully, get rid of it then. Because we had it at 123, and we sold the 120 call. Okay, right now, let's um, see where CINF is. All right, CINF is at 113. Yikes. Okay, so I got it at 123. Am I panicking? No, I'm not panicking. The only thing that's really offsetting is, is my profit and loss year to date. Because that comes off of my profits. So far, I've made more than 1% every single week except for three weeks. That's it. Three weeks is not bad. All right? So, you know, nobody wins them all. I tell this people over and over and over again. Nobody wins them all. Okay, so... um it's 52 weeks in the year. We have four weeks left. Five five weeks left. So, five minus 52 is what? Um, 48? 40? 49. Remember, mm-hmm. 48. Okay. So, we're in week 48. And I've only missed three. So, 45 winning weeks and three losing weeks. <laughs> But remember, some of those winning weeks was over 3%. Uh, uh, yeah, over 3%. There's a few of them over 3%, and there's a couple of them for 2% per week. Okay, now 2% per week, <laughs> that's over 100% a year. But I'm not doing that because I'm only getting 1% a week. Because I win some, I lose some. All right, let's get back to where we were. ET is next on the list. So why did CINF drop so much from 117 down to 113? Almost. One thirteen ninety. I don't know. It's a dividend king. I really don't care. Okay, for the past fifty years, they've increased their dividend payments. They're gonna do it again next year, All right? I don't think a CEO wants to be, you know, ahead of the corporation when they go from dividend king back to zero again. Okay, now Chubb did that a few years ago. C H U B B the Chubb Corporation. They did that a few years ago. They actually went from a dividend king back to starting over again. I don't know what the reasoning was. Don't really care. Took them off my list. Um, Needless to say, ET is next on our list. So let's keep going in before we drag this out really far. So energy transfer ET apparently took another hit today. So, now ET. All right, for those of you listening, not watching, ET is one of those companies. Uh, it, it. I I really don't know. You know, it, it. There's no real rhyme or reason to the movements. Okay, I'll give you a quick little rundown for those of you listening, not watching. She starts out a year ago at six and a quarter. Find its bottom at six o two, and that was day before Christmas. I don't know about that. Uh, so day before Christmas, she hits the low. Now from there, she goes up. You get your profit taken, up a little bit of profit taking up profit taking and blah 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 until she hits a high of the year of eleven fifty seven. Now that was back in on June first. So from Christmas day before Christmas to June first, this thing goes from six and a quarter. Almost doubles to 11:57. From there, you have your normal profit taken, but she kept sinking and settled it at 9:50 area for a while. Now, from there, she drops down. Now we knew that the market took a hit on Friday, but not ET. ET opened actually gapped down on on Thurs on Friday. Yeah, it gapped way down. All right, I'll give you a quick. For those of you listening, um. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of last week, it was up. Okay, she closed at, on Thursday, she closed at 9.04. All right. That was the 24th. Now, the 25th, now remember, she closed at 9.04. The 25th, uh, the twenty-six, which was Friday, she gapped down, way down at eight sixty-two. Okay, that's a, a forty-cent drop. A forty-cent drop on a nine-dollar stock—that's uh, quite a quite a drop. Anyway, she gaps down on Friday, but she closes at eight eighty-four, and then Monday she tried to go higher, but wasn't having it. Eight eighty-nine, and she just dropped. And close at 860. And then today she gapped down again from eight eight sixty-one down to eight fifty. Okay, so she gaps down again this morning and keeps sinking. But when she gapped down, she filled the gap because the high of the day today was eight sixty-three. Uh, but anyway, needless to say, energy transfer. We sold the monthly option on this one for pennies on the dollar. But you know hey it's money we're going to collect the d- <coughs> excuse me <coughs> we already collected the dividend for ET um, 5000 of them thank you but we got it at 1014 that means every week we're going to sell you know what was it $50 worth of options because we're getting like 1 cent 2 cent for a $10 uh, strike price when the stock is at um 840 Almost nothing, but anyway. Needless to say, we're gonna collect the dividend. We're gonna collect the premium, even though it's a small premium. God, we got five thousand shares. You know, one cent on five thousand is what fifty bucks. Yeah. Well, hey, it's an extra fifty bucks for the week. Anyway, that's it for ET HCSG. It used to be uh, my one of my cash cows, but not anymore. HCSG she had another hit again today okay yeah so she gaps down on Friday uh, yesterday she gapped down Oh well no she tried to go up and she did go up yesterday as a nice little up day but then she gapped down a little bit and dropped all the way down to 1750 okay that was another monthly that we we sold so we're not going to be able to sell another monthly on this one until January, and that's going to offset the year-to-date profit and loss. But we'll we'll get to that, the, the accounting and the bookkeeping, um, at the end of the year. But at the moment, we're just you know going by the numbers. So, so the first three right off the bat, no money from CINF this week, no money from ET this week. No money from HCSG this week because those three are monthly optionable stocks. That's why I don't like them because, see, I am going to be sitting on those three, which take up half of almost half of my funds and they're bringing me nothing weekly. They gave me something monthly, you know, one of those months that I, one of those weeks that I got, uh, you know, a 3.5% return rather than just a 1% return. That was because I sold the monthly option on those three stocks. So it elevates one week, but then takes away from the other weeks. So Coca-Cola is next on the list. We haven't even sold anything on Coca-Cola yet, only because she had a dividend um, sometime this week, or is it next week? I forget, but it's coming up really soon, so why did Coca-cola take a ticket you know why- why is it back down to the support level okay so the last you know sixty days we got some support at at fifty two forty two and she's at uh fifty two forty five at the moment, so she's gonna go a couple more points before she hits uh what what should be support so that right there you get the dividend coming up it's a dividend king. Um, what else? It's at the top of the food chain. I mean, Coca-Cola is the top of the food chain. And she's coming down to a 90-day support level. Right then and there, that should be an opportunity to either sell covered calls or um, sell, uh, well, I'm going to, hopefully, hopefully she's going to bounce off this bottom tomorrow. And then I can sell these options, and hopefully, 2,000 shares will get me enough money to bring me to my one percent for the week, because I don't have any money to spend. That's just the way it is. Now, Merck is in the money, so that's going to be going to be cashing out of that this week. But that only brought me in four hundred something bucks yesterday. M R K. okay so mark um gap down today small one but uh she she settled up at seventy four ninety one now I am in the money on that one because I got that one at seventy five seventy eight and i sold that can't be right i sold the seventy six call. But she's at seventy four ninety one. How could it be in the money? Oh, I know why. Because the uh, they off-skew the numbers after hours. So it looks like it's in the money, but it's really not. Um, okay, so current stock price is $75.91. Um, if I don't... If the stock doesn't go above 76 I'll just end up uh, carrying it into next week. Because I think Merck is one of the stocks that are on Warren Buffett's list. That's the only reason why I got them. So that only brought me in 460 or whatever it was. But, uh... uh 420 So I have another... $580 to come up with. To break, you know... Give me the one percent for the week because those first three gave me nothing. Merck already sold those calls. Now I'm looking to get uh, the calls on uh, Coca-Cola. Right now she's at fifty-two fifty-five. Ouch! I need to go just a tad bit higher so that I can get some premium off of it. Okay, so that's enough blabbing. (coughs) Um, We went through. Dividend kings, there wasn't any. Or the ones that, that were there, they weren't worth anything because or we didn't do anything with them. No, we did, buy the, we did buy Coca-Cola. I remember that. was that last week? Wait a second. Coca-Cola has the dividend, I think, either today or yesterday or tomorrow. Probably today because that's probably why the stock dropped because the dividend got paid out. Well, explains that now, doesn't it? Um yeah cuz Coca-Cola pays um ex date is the last day of the of the month of uh November. So that's today. Imagine that. All right. Needless to say, we went through the dividend kings, we went through Warren Buffett's list. Paul, should do this first thing in the morning so you guys can uh That's what I think I'll do. I think I'll do it first thing in the morning as soon as the market opens and then send it out immediately. You know, so that way... uh, I don't know. It sounds good. Anyway, but what we're going to end up looking at... Wow, quite a bit. BBY. Isn't that... um... Is that Bed Bath & Beyond or is that... Best Buy. Best Buy. Okay, a 55 cent dividend for Best Buy. So let's take a look at it. BBY, Best Buy. Now, Best Buy, they've been on the dividend um, achievers list because they've increased their payments for a minimum of 25 years. I don't know the exact amount of years that they've increased it, but just to be on the list, it's a minimum of 25. All right, so here we go. This does not look that favorable. But let's go through the numbers real quick. We started off the year last year at 109.73. took a while to find its bottom in the beginning of March at 95.93. Then from there, she jumps to a trading range of 110 to 118. and just goes sideways right up until the end of October. Then it shoots up. Hit the high of the year of 141.97. Now, that I believe was last Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. Last Monday, that was the high of the year. Now, Friday comes along and this baby gaps down from 138 down to 1. 11583 to be exact. That's a big drop. Now that alone should have given you some indications that, hey, that big of a drop, jump in and buy it. Because a gap down like that, whoa. All right. That was a good one. Because gaps have a tendency to fill. This baby's going to fill as soon as she hits some uh, support. Right now, she dropped down to one hundred six eighty six. Now it's it's kind of like I wouldn't say a free fall, but there has to be some reason why it gapped down as much as it did off the high of, of what was that the twenty second? Okay, hit a high at one forty one, almost to one forty two, one forty one ninety seven. Okay, almost to one forty two, but. She gapped down pretty hard. Okay, anyway, let's check out the seasonality chart for Best Buy and see where she normally goes this time of year. This time of year, she has usually a slight downward tilt to it. Okay, it's not flat. It's going, and it's not a huge down. It's just a very slow, slight downward tilt this time of year. So let's take a look at the chart and see what the chart says for Best Buy. BBY. Okay, so on the 22nd, you had the sellers really make a sharp jump. I mean, real sharp. I, I, I'm going to give you the number, show how sharp it was. All right, you ready? All right, we're looking at uh, seven. Let's see, get the exact number right there. Okay. So on the 22nd, we're registering the sellers as 5.7. Midday on the 23rd, they're up to 35.8. So from 6.5 to 35 or 37, that's a big jump in the sellers. Sellers are really getting it in there. Okay. So the trend line is slightly down. The buyers are retreating and the sellers are advancing. So she's going to continue to go down until she finds some support. That's just my thought. Could I be right? Yeah. Could I be wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you no, know? but hey, it is what it is. Okay, so with that information, I would personally pass on this one because it hasn't it hasn't uh, formed a bottom yet. All right. But always on the list. Take a look at another another day. All right, CWH, Camping World Holdings. It's a $0.09 dividend. Do we really want to chase $0.09? Not me. So I'm going to pass on. I feel a little bit bad about that, but just for the fun of it, shall we do it? Why not? CWH. C-W-H. Interesting. Okay, let's take a look at the numbers. Started off a year ago at thirty seventy three. Found its bottom at the end of the year at twenty five seventy four. From there, it took about a month to jump up to a trading range between thirty six and forty two. Trades there for almost the whole year. Finally breaking out of that to hit a high of forty nine zero three back in the end of April, and. New 90 day high is sitting at 46.82. Now she had a down day today and a down day yesterday. Okay, so is that profit taking? Most likely because you look at the high of the last 90 day period, and that was just yesterday at 46.75. Because she opened up at 46.01. Yeah, she opened up at 46.01 and had a high of 46.77. That's the new 90-day high. So think about it, the new 90-day high. What's going to happen? People are going to take those profits. Say thank you, see you later, and then the price comes down. Now, when the profit taking is done, she'll probably settle up and and continue going whichever direction she's going to continue to go. Let's take a look at seasonality. See where it normally goes this time of year. Yeah, she's in a little uptrend for the next couple of we- um next couple of weeks she's uptrend for the next couple of weeks then she tapers off towards the end of the year now do I want to chase it for nine cents mm, i don't know let's go back to where it was yeah we want the profit taking to be done before we move on to you know the jumping in and it's only nine cents i mean how much can it really move on a, a you know a ninth. It's a 40, $43 stock. It's a $43 stock and they're paying nine cent dividend. I don't know. All right, so Domino's Pizza's next, DPZ. DPZ. All right, so DPZ sounded out the year at, uh, what was that, 390 Okay, goes sideways for a couple of months. Finds its bottom at three twenty sixty nine, And that was the uh, beginning of March. From there she shoots up to a high up five forty nine oh two. Now this is a double high because it hits it first in the middle of July, then it hits it again um, last week. Okay. Fifty-nine wait a minute five forty-nine fifty-one. That was the high. Okay, from there you got your normal profit taking. Okay, the pennant is opening up. I don't know if you guys now shouldn't have said that because it might confuse some people. It's just when you have higher highs, higher and higher highs and lower lows going straight across the board for what six, seven days almost. I mean something's gonna happen sooner or later. All right. Now, my assumption is they're going to be done with profit-taking very shortly. Okay, because as you can see, they're getting um, lower highs, lower lows. Might find a little bottom right about there somewhere. Now, I don't trade $500 stocks, so I'm just going to pass on that one. GILD, GLEED Sciences. G-I-L-D. D. Okay, we started out the year at sixty fifty one. By the end of the year, found its bottom at fifty six sixty. From there, shoots up to uh, seventy three forty eight. Got a little bit of profit taking. Gets a new ninety day bottom at sixty four oh two. From there. We got uh, seventy-one thirty-three. Got some profit taking last couple of days. Uh, today, wow, quite a bit of volume. Today was a down day. Yeah, it's a little erratic for me. I know it's it's not a steady upwards, not straight downward. It's up down, up, down and that's unsteady for me I don't know if you guys want to do it but I'm going to pass on that one because it just makes me a little uncomfortable because I don't know which way it's going to go you know no no clear uh, path well in the next three days she's moving up Hypothetically speaking, that's if she does what she normally does. Take a look at the big chart for GILD. G-I-L. Okay. Yeah, the 50-day moving average has just changed from an uptrend to a downtrend. Buyers are retreating and sellers are advancing usually mean the price goes down. So, I'm going to pass on that one. It usually means. Does it, does it always mean that? No, it doesn't. Have I been wrong once or twice? Yes, I have. Hess, the Hess Corporation. H-E-S. You know what? But look at it this way. I've been wrong quite a bit this year. But I'm pretty damn close to 50%. Return for the year, and that's not that bad. Um, I did learn a few things, what not to do. A few things I'm going to just stay away from, you know. And uh, okay, Hess. Here we go. We started out at the low of the year last year at forty six ninety eight. From there, she had a nice escalation within what was that one two three four five five months, up to ninety. She goes from like 40, 46 up to 90 in like four or five months. That's not, that's a nice little, nice little profit. All right, from there she drops down to 63, then back up to a high of the year. Now the high of the year is 92.79. From there, she dropped, she's been in a kind of, I, I don't want to say free fall because it took quite. About a month and a half to go from ninety all the way down to seventy-four, where she's at today. All right? She she uh, gapped down today, but uh, that could be the bottom. That could be the bottom of this little downward trend. Now it is a gas stock, you know. It is a, is a, a you know a petroleum-based company, Hess Corporation. So I really don't know what's going on with them, but they got the dividend coming up in a couple of weeks. 25 cent dividend. Um, that looks it could be um, trend reversal. I don't know. Let's take a look at the big chart for Hess. Now, when I say big chart, also it has just a couple extra uh, indicators. That's it. A couple extra indicators gives me an idea of the money flow. So there's quite a bit of volume today. The average volume at 1.8. And today she was up to uh, you know, 4 mil. So a little bit more than doubled in volume. Eh, it's not that big of a deal. All right, so doubling doubling in volume, not huge. All right, so the trend line for us is an upward trend, okay? Even though the stock, it's a funny thing, that so the stock is going down, but with the 50-day moving average is, is is starting to move. Onto the upside, which is good. Um, there's still no clear. I, I'd like to wait a little bit longer and, and find out and when the uh, the buyers and sellers change directions. Right now, there's more sellers than there are buyers. I want to see the sellers de- declining and the buyers increasing. Okay, that that's a clear sign of it going up. Right now, their buyers are increasing and sellers. Are, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Sellers are increasing buyers are decreasing and that's usually a sign of you know stock going moving downward but let's wait until the uh, until the buyers and the sellers change directions and more more buyers than there are sellers that's a good indication the price going up so we're gonna wait for it to turn all right mrk we already looked at mrk nxpi nxp semiconductors NXPI interesting all right they started out last year 15893 found that bottom close to the end of the year last year at 15325 now from there it's a slow escalation to the high of the year at 22888 she's sitting at 22336 at the moment not bad she looks like she's going sideways for the past couple of weeks you know, she hasn't really, she, she went down as, as low as 212, 209, and as high as you know 227. That seems to be uh, some resistance right there. Because it couldn't get past it a, um, um, a month ago. Who says they're going to get past it this time? I don't know. Let's see where she normally goes this time of year. Because remember, with all that money Biden's throwing in to the economy, it's got to end up somewhere. Now this, this, my friends, is a beautiful chart. It's a nice escalation, going upwards. You buy in January, you sell in December. You can't go wrong. Based on historical performance, you just—that's the kind of chart I like to see. That is, my friend, is predictable. Oh, and it's a nice steady incline on the uh, the seasonality. That's nice. I like that. All right. Um, take a look at the big chart for NXPI. NXPI. There we go. All right, I'm gonna. This is gonna be my last one because um, I don't want these sessions to be too long. I think I've already gone on a little too long. All right, so the trend line is steady, even, sideways. Buyers are really outpacing the sellers. That's the buy signal. You got your dividend coming up in in, a, in two weeks you got um, a dividend um, achiever, which is 25 years or more of increased dividend payments. The 30-day chart looked good. The one-year chart looked good. The seasonality chart looked good. The, the, <coughs> the trend line is, is good. The buyers are over the sellers, and there's more buyers than there are sellers. So this is a good indication this thing's going to go up, which is a great thing. So let's find out what the trade grid looks like. Okay. So, if we were going to do a covered call, um, the last trade was two twenty three thirty six. Okay, so the closest um, strike price for the call if we're going to do a covered call. So, we buy the stock and we sell somebody the option of buying it from us for basically the same amount of money we paid for it or a little bit more. Um we could buy it at the market price, which is probably going to be around $223. Now, we could sell the $2. $222.5 for $365, and that's for once there's price, that's for three days. Okay yeah you would be selling mm, I'd bet I'd probably go for the 225s and get your 270 right off the bat plus you'll get the difference between the purchase price and the strike price, which is another buck and a half or whatever it is but that's not a bad return you know because you're buying an xpi and so some nice strong growth to it all the numbers look good uh, and then you can get your one percent a little bit more than one percent right there you buy the stock. You sell the option for someone to buy from you. Now, remember, when you're buying the stock, you have to buy in increments of 100. So 100 shares is equal to one contract. So 100 shares of a $228 stock is almost $23,000. So if you got that, hey, why not? Now, remember, for every stock you you um, have, you will collect $2.70 dollars 70 per share okay so if you get 100 shares yeah it's going to cost you $22,800 but you would be bringing in 280 bucks, which is 1% and then you're giving someone the right to buy it from you for a little bit more than you paid for it so you're collecting a little over 1% on the premium and then you get an, an additional profit if you bought it at the last price for instance, the last price was two twenty three thirty six, so the difference between the two twenty three thirty six and the two twenty five is around a uh, buck sixty four, somewhere on there. So you put a buck sixty four on top of the two seventy, the premium. That's almost four dollars. Four dollars off of uh, two hundred dollars is about two percent, a little less than two percent, which is not bad. Because basically, that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to get a safe, secure 1% or more per week. This one's going to give you more than 1% for this week, and then you're giving someone the option of buying it from you for more than you paid for it. And worst case scenario, if things don't go right, you get to collect the dividend in two weeks, and you get to collect another premium next week. Wow. Anyway. Yeah, well, you could buy it, and the stock could always go down. There's always that possibility. But if it does go down, you still collect the dividend and the premium. Worst case scenario, you're still getting a nice return on your money, better than you're getting anywhere else. All right, that's the last one I'm going to do because the time is really uh, piling up here and I really don't want to get too long. Uh, so anyway, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk. Again, our main objective is to collect 1% per week or 4 or 5% per month, one of those whichever you prefer. Um, My main goal is the 1% per week. So, all that being said, this is James. I'm going to catch you guys tomorrow. I'm going to do it a little bit earlier tomorrow in the morning, so maybe you guys can jump in and see some of the trades. All right. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. Let us know if you have any questions. We can get back to you and have a great day.